0: Welcome to the Dwellness Podcast. I'm Ruth Steinmetz.
1: And I'm Brian Steinmetz. Join us on our journey to discover the connections between physical and mental well-being and our dwellings. This week's Quote of the Week. Comes to us from Theodore Roosevelt and it goes something like this it is not the critic who counts not the person who points out how the strong person stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better the credit belongs to the person who was actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends his person's self in a worthy cause who at the best knows in the end, the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if they fail, at least fails while daring greatly, so that their place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat.
0: Preach, preach. <laughs> it, felt, he's, he's, it felt like a sermon. <laughs> I know,
1: he's, he's a long-winded bastard, that guy, but uh, very, very good stuff. What you—what are your thoughts, my dear?
0: I mean, what came to mind was you got to be in it to win it. mm sort of thing uh it feels like that's the summation of it and also like the value of being in it is far more than not being in it and yeah you 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 can't get to say anything about shit if you're not even attempting what the person is doing or well i guess you can you can criticize all all you want all day Yeah, but but you don't
1: count (laughs) it's not the critic who counts (laughs) i think i think a modern translation of this might be like haters gonna hate yeah. You know, and, and fuck those people. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more important to focus on being in the arena
2: mm.
0: and the players in the arena are really, uh, unless there's a coach on the sidelines guiding y'all, it's really the players who mm. can inform how you're playing. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need to care about.
1: Yeah. Brene Brown, one of our favorites, mm-hmm. uh, she has a book actually that the title came from this quote, called Daring Greatly, I read a few years ago, a very good read. And so I think that us launching into this new thing, we're stepping foot into the arena, you know? So I just wanted to preface everything with this wonderful quote from, from Theodore Roosevelt. It's, he said it in 1910, and it is very relevant today as well. Yeah. So, final thoughts on that, dear?
0: You know, in addition to the players in the arena, there's also the judges, mm. but judges are usually they have the cred they have the credibility because they were in the arena and that's why they're judging mm-hmm. and so it's just it just comes down to that you have to be in the thick of things and i saw something from was it shark tank one of these like mm. entrepreneurial competitions and he was saying why they don't hire kids from a wealthy background versus someone who has you know started from the ground up and in their 20s they were in, uh, totally, grinding yeah. in the service industry, mm-hmm. they were players within um, the company, so they understand the play. But someone who comes from, uh, let's say, wealthy background, they are—they've been spectating. They know
2: mm-hmm. it
0: theoretically, but they know it as spectators. Yeah. They weren't in it, so their perspective yeah. is not as as profound as someone who's been in it. Yeah, I thought that was really uh, interesting. Their,
1: their faces are not. Uh, what did he say, uh, marred by dust and sweat and blood. Right. They they have like perfect eye li- eyebrows and shit, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but forget so. all that. Forgetting I love that, being yeah. the p- player. I love getting dirty with my s- sweat and mud. And it's just so, it's such a proud feeling to mm. be in it and to be getting dirty because you know that you're going to come out of it, A changed person, an enhanced person. Yeah, and it's just gonna help you grow. Yeah,
1: and even if we fail, which we may—I mean, I've had what half a dozen businesses that have failed in my lifetime. At least we fucking tried. Yeah, and nobody can take that away from us, even if we do fail. But I don't think we're gonna. We'll see.
0: I mean, I see failure as just informing you for your next step. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. just informs you. Yeah.
1: All right. That has been the quote of the week from the Indelible. Theodore Roosevelt, uh, one of my favorite US presidents.
0: All right, we are beginning. Oh,
1: here we are. Here we are.
0: It is the beginning. <laughs> so it begins. <laughs> I love it because, you so know, it begins. that That's was cute. our um, tagline for our wedding.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hashtag, so it begins. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, we even wanted, we never got around to doing this, but we wanted to have like the big letters that say, so it begins for like a photo right? shoot
0: Yeah. Spot. Neon sign. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. one day we'll get, get one.
1: Well, depending upon how big this podcast blows up, maybe <laughs> we can.
0: <laughs> yes. So it is the Dwellness Podcast.
1: Welcome. 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 Thank you all for being here.
0: Yes. And uh, we usually begin, well, we don't usually begin. This, well, this is, is our this beginning. this is the first, this is the beginning. <laughs>
1: so, so our format that we had in mind was to start off with a brief introduction
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and then do a quote of the day, which yeah. we'll get to shortly, and then ask a few questions during the interview process that we're going to ask everybody as well as some uh, specific to each interviewee kind of questions. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah.
0: So specific to each Interviewee
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the middle, and then uh three questions for every yeah. guest, the same questions for every guest at the end
1: and the, f- the same first question for everybody too, so we're just going to kind of interview each other, yeah, for this one uh, to get a feel for it yeah whoop whoop, you want to go first? you want to ask me or you want Shall I ask you um, you want to ask at the same time
0: just I will talk start. over each other I'll start I'll <laughs> ask you because like. It seems appropriate for me to ask. So, all right, let's um, go. yeah, so I as we were developing our business and our mm. our our values, I came up with the term dwellness because you're a realtor, I'm an interior designer, and designer really, and we think about dwellings all the time and uh,
1: an unhealthy amount, I would say, <laughs> actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We really do, and well, not an unhealthy man. No, I am
1: joking. I am joking. But I was, I was We live and to,
0: breathe dwellings. Yeah, yeah. I was
1: talking to a friend of mine earlier today, actually, and I was like, "Yeah, I was watching HGTV last night," and he was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "It was business, man," and he was like, "Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense." Yeah, because I usually enjoy movies and like drama. Mm-hmm. But yeah, HGTV.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, HGTV is one of the platforms to talk about dwellings. And what we want to do is is bring wellness into it because there's a lot of problematic places we can take it that just leads people to like buy more and want more and not be happy with where they are. Mm -hmm. We don't want to do that. We just want to open up a forum for people to... Think about where they are, think about how they live, and just observe and make note mm. of whether it really lines up with what they really want out of life.
1: Yeah, yeah. So many yeah. people in like the hustle culture, like never say no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They just show up half-assed, kind of like not really wanting to be there. You know, I mean, if you don't want to go, don't go. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but, like, there's that element mm-hmm. to it as well.
0: There's pressures, though, that are leading us to be the way we are. Oh, we're yeah, leading absolutely. Folks to be the way they are. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. this is just a, a brief pausing place um, for us to just think about those things. Mm-hmm. And so, we're thinking about how our environments support and enhance our wellness. Mm-hmm. And that is what we're calling dwellness. So the first question to you and to every guest mm-hmm. is...
1: On the Dwellness Podcast.
0: Yes, is how do you find your dwellness?
1: How do I find my dwellness? Well, um, boy, before I met my lovely wife sitting across from me, I was, um, boy, how shall I say it, less than organized. Okay. Uh, and that has, just knowing where stuff is in the house and having a... Because organizing things seems complicated when you're in the midst of it, but it really simplifies your life uh, in many ways. Like, you just know this is where my shoes are, things like that. And so that is a big part of it, just having things set up in my life to where I know where they're going to be, and I don't have to rush out the door looking for my keys, which still happens occasionally, but not nearly as often. Another part of it is I would say that my mental health comes into that, largely, and indeed when I was a single man, my mental health wasn't an exercise or a muscle that I exercised often. Uh, Neither was organization. And so I was just kind of everything. My mind was getting more cluttered. My space was getting more cluttered. Um, And everything was just, my thoughts were more, were disorganized as well. And so just keeping those things in check and, and having a morning routine. Like I was up Early today, I did some exercising. I read mm. a book by uh, someone who I would love to have on here, Ryan Holiday. Uh, he recently came out with The Daily Dad, which is a stoic thing. Anyway, we'll talk more about him right. later. Be sure and tag him on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I read that. I read my Bible. I read a couple other things. And I, uh, I got out the door and I got the blood flowing. And, you know, it took me like two and a half hours to get all that done. But that time... That two and a half hours in the morning really makes me clear-headed. Makes me less irritable. Makes me um, more focused on what we're doing that day. I um, mean, it just generally makes me easier to live with. I'm pretty sure. Mm. <laughs> uh, but you would be you would be able to speak to that. How uh, how do you find your dwellness, young lady?
0: Well, I I really appreciate your answer, Brian. I appreciate how much you have grown, and and I'll answer you in a moment, Mm -hmm. how much you have grown to appreciate organization (laughs) in the home. I know... I know that sometimes I can take it to really extreme lengths of like labeling every shit that we have. I mean, have. yeah, like, that's,
1: that's not a lie. <laughs>
0: sort of like Double D's mom.
1: <laughs> um, from Ed, Ed and Eddie? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes.
0: chair, desk. Uh, Cartoon um, Network. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Product it's of, both of our childhoods. Cartoon Network. So, uh, but for me, I've found that it does the same thing. And I guess maybe I found out earlier on in my life, like just having things in designated areas really removed the clutter from my mind and helped me just autopilot that shit. You know, mm-hmm. I, if, I, if I need a pen, there's only three designated areas for pens to be.
1: See, know? I had like 57 <laughs> designated areas. One of my favorites was behind my ear and I'd be like, where the hell is my pen? And it would be behind my ear and i feel like I'm such a, such an idiot.
0: Yeah. Uh, but simple things well, like... Well, not, not, I'm not calling you an idiot. No, but yeah. No, but like
1: just I would feel... Like, my life was out of control because I mm. didn't know where a fucking pen was. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that is just one small element, though, of dwellness. Mm-hmm. That's just the one that immediately came to my mind. And, and as we move through this thing, I think that we're going to be able to redefine dwellness. It's going to mean different things to different people, which is why we ask the question at the top of every episode. So... How do you find your dwellness, dear? I think you're in the middle of something. Go ahead.
0: Yes, I I was just echoing back what I heard from you and and really appreciating your journey in dwellness. And my journey in dwellness stretches far back. I've always had a passion for homes and environments and curating spaces and creating little vignettes of beauty and balance Mm -hmm. and symmetry and tranquility these things have always been a part of who i am since childhood and even when i was in college doing my thesis project at Champlain i built a meditation pod
2: <laughs> because yeah.
0: i was very i was very clued into the 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 hustling nature of our lives it just felt like it was at breakneck mm. speed. And oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah, I was especially. just
0: taking this program, going back into the workforce and feeling like there is something sorely missing from our communities. There's something that we're just ignoring about ourselves and each other that is eroding our humanity. And for me, it was like reconnecting with ourselves and making that easy mm. during our day-to-day lives because... Reconnecting with ourselves now has also become inaccessible because everything is go, 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 do, 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 be, 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 be. And when, actually, when and where do you fill up your cup? So how I find my dualness is embodying that value that I have within me of, you know, how do I reconnect back with myself and what are ways I can do that? And I have also failed myself several times by not prioritizing that value in me, Mm -hmm. by not living the value that I have deep inside my heart because of these external pressures to perform in these ways. So I find my dwellness by saying no, Mm. taking a step back, giving myself space to think about if something is really, It really aligns with my availability, you know, if it's something that I need to do or commit to or a responsibility, is it something that I have to do or (laughs) can it wait or can someone else take over it? And as a self-confessed or recovering perfectionist, it would drive me to want to take on all those roles nonstop. So I find my dwellness by giving myself space. Because I know that I need that and finding ways to make that easier for myself and be it, you know, it's time for a cup of tea. And Mm. I only uh, sit down and relax when I drink my cup of tea. So I'm not doing any work related things. So I'm like, okay. I'll find my dwellness by going to boil a cup of tea and and Mm -hmm. just sit down for a minute looking at my plants. Mm. That gives me a break, a reprieve. And I remember when my kid was a toddler running to the bathroom. (laughs) And I know that so many moms can relate to just give myself that reprieve. So Mm. understanding that that is a legitimate need and honoring it has been my way of finding my dwellness.
1: Mm. I have a follow-up question. Yeah? You mentioned your plants. You enjoy gardening. Mm-hmm. What effect does nature have on your dwellness or, or gardening or having houseplants? What, 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 what does that do for you in terms of how you find your dwellness and your peace?
0: Wow. Well, that can be a whole is topic. Is that a whole ass episode? Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole topic <laughs> that can even be a whole series of how nature can help us find our dwellness. But I think can you number one is nature is our example for dwellness. Mm you know, we don't have to guess. We just look at what's happening in nature. There's the changing seasons, there's times for dormancy, and there's times for activity, and there's lulls in between, and that's the nature of life. And just trying to take from that example and following that is a natural thing to do. And I think there's so much abundance of examples and inspiration that we just need to be able to take that pause to be able to see it, even amidst rushing for your shift. Mm. Seeing, I remember listening to a podcast earlier, like being able to take time to look at that bird in the bush and make a beautiful haiku around that, or just to take a picture or just drink that moment in. That is nature teaching you to, to rest yeah. and give your mind a break for a moment.
1: Drink that moment in, uh, that, that expression stands out for me, especially because we're, you know, we've got our phones yeah. all over the place all the time. We're glued to these screens. The way we take in a moment is by taking a picture of something instead of like, actually staying present in the moment. I think getting mm-hmm. back to what you were talking about in your thesis in grad school and having the pods there, that's really designed, and even the pods that we have here at Hula, Mm-hmm. Are really designed for like stillness and quiet and focus, you know, and I think that um as a society, we've been missing out on that at least in our lifetimes, yeah, it's just been getting faster and faster and faster, mm-hmm. so I really want to just take a step back, slow down, you know, smell the roses
0: if you mm-hmm. will, uh, yeah, speaking of roses and mm. all. Things, nature. I see. I, I just want to make a note of our matching
2: <laughs> ensemble. Our matchy matchy.
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna be in our <laughs> uh, one of our uh, posts about our favorite things. Yeah.
1: So, can I tell the story behind
0: this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right.
1: So, we were suit shopping for me, actually, and uh, Ruth saw this on the rack. And she was like, what about this? And I was like, eh, I, I'm not sure about it. It's butterflies, whatever. <laughs> and she was like, well, then I'm going to buy it. And she tried it on. I was like, oh, that's cute. Let me try. Let me see if I, there's one in my size. <laughs> and we both just put one on. And we were just like, oh, my gosh, this is too adorable. Yeah. And, and then we were just like, we got a photo shoot coming up. Let's do it.
2: Yeah. Let's just be matchy-matchy.
1: <laughs> and then this morning, she was like, what should we wear for the podcast? I was like, matchy-matchy. Oh. <laughs> So, I, I yeah, yeah, we I, might look like freaks in here to anybody else, but <laughs> makes perfect sense I don't care. to us. Yeah, yeah. I, don't care.
0: I mean, it was, we're just, it was we're kinda, just
1: a butterfly garden between the two of us,
0: right? I love it. And and I love butterflies. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ai yeah, I've always been obsessed with butterflies. And I think it's just like it reminds me also of my childhood because my grandma made us wear the same outfits. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was, you know, going to church. And I, I remember I had this neon yellow dress and and my aunt Finney had a pink version and
1: <laughs> same cut, I'm sure. Memories.
0: Memories. Uh, but it's it's nice. It it makes me feel like I'm I'm a, I'm part of something. I'm part of a clan.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a team. We're a team.
0: <laughs> we're a team.
1: Two person team. Yeah. All right. So so gardening, we'll we'll leave that for thirteen other episodes. That, that we're right? gonna do. I'm sure you could go on and on. I've heard you go on and on. So yeah. You have anything for me? Grill me, lady. Grill me. Give me, give me something.
0: I'll grill you. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So tell me more about yourself and, yeah, tell, let people know who are you or how do you see yourself as a person right now. So uh, let, let me know who you are.
1: Oh, like we're on a first date yeah, or something? Yeah, we're
0: on a first date. Okay. First date question. Who are you, Brian? Who am I? <laughs> uh, well,
1: I'm Brian. My last name is Stein Metz. It's like a beer stein in the New York Mets, only with a Z at the end. Mm-hmm. One word, squished it together. I've been a realtor in my home state here for eight years. I just got my broker's license and opened my own firm with my lovely wife as the interior designer slash organizer, really.
0: <laughs> and here is where?
1: Uh, here is my home state of Vermont. I am what the locals refer to as a woodchuck, uh, meaning that my family's been in the state for five generations or more in my case eight and now nine with our kids yeah my family's been here for a long long time since before the civil war and i've been selling houses here for eight years now Uh, and it's a good time i enjoy it vermont's really it's a really small state but it's surrounded by massive states like new york and massachusetts and you know montreal isn't that far away from where we sit now being in this state brings me a lot of Peace, because I know mm. I'll never get lost. You know what I mean.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't feel very much danger here. However, I do have some bad memories here, and so it can be triggering. So I have to kind of take that in with you know the good and the bad. It's just like right. life, I guess. Yeah. So who am I? I'm I'm a realtor. I'm a Vermonter. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I'm a human being. You know, I like I like ancient history, literally. <laughs> And stoic philosophy, just learning and growing and figuring stuff out. Yeah, that's that's who I am. I'm, I'm a guy that's just trying to build something,
2: right, mm-hmm.
1: with his life partner.
0: Life partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about how we met and how we oh, built yeah. how it's, how it's, we're building it's a really what adorable we're building. Story, actually. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell that story? Go right ahead. I just told. Sure. You.
0: Yeah. So. We met during the pandemic. I had just come back from Kenya mm. and settling back in Vermont after leaving for a couple of years was challenging because I didn't really want to be here. Vermont has difficult memories for me mm. and I wanted to reestablish my identity as a, as a Kenyan and i guess in this case you know, diaspora because <laughs> <laughs> even when i went back to kenya i was like they were like oh you know you ha- you're you have a lot of americanisms now so i just well, came back i mean
1: people know who i am why don't yeah. you give a little backstory on yourself uh or continue to and yeah. then and then lead up to the pandemic meetup
0: oh okay yeah well who i am is not necessarily my life history it extends beyond that mm. and i want who I am to kind of emerge because there's there's things that I have done in my life to put myself on the shelf and not discover deeper who I am. And sure. I feel like I am back on that wagon, that journey of discovering who I am. The roles I play in my life, I feel like that I find really fulfilling as you know, your life partner, your wife, a mom, member of the community, you know, Black femme. Those identities are really a core part of who I am. I always see myself as like a mother goose in a way mm. because of my experiences being the the oldest cousin and having a lot of cousins around me to babysit and, and kind of help caretake and... That has sort of transposed to my adult life as, as being a, a kind and generous and giving friend, and I guess as a person as well. So who I, um, am I? I'm a person who really cares about relationships, who really mm. cares about what's nurturing, what's fulfilling, what's deep. And food.
1: (laughs) And food, yeah.
0: (laughs) And design. Um, Um, It's interesting
1: you bring up relationships. I was listening to something just this morning Mm -hmm. during my my routine that talked about, like, how to find true happiness in life. Uh, And they did, like, 80 years of research, and it boiled down to having deep, meaningful relationships, the people Mm. that you surround yourself with. It it also, like, adds years to your life. Uh, I heard a statistic that loneliness is... Like feeling perpetually lonely is the equivalent of smoking like 12 cigarettes a day, Mm. you know? And so literally like being around a community that loves you and that you're involved in and that um, is nourishing and and flourishing not only adds value to your life, but it extends your lifetime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's really the uh, part of what dwellness is really about. That's a big part of what dwellness is really about. It's a big part of it. And I wanted to mention how it is. It, dwellness is not just about our dwellings. I know when you think of dwellings, you're thinking of home, living structure,
1: office spaces.
0: But yes, but it all—it's also like office spaces mm. where you work and your environment, where you play, and where you worship, where where you do everything. Mm-hmm. Because we're all dwellers of this earth. There's there's this way we we separate all the things we do based on the location that we have sort of neglected to see what do I need throughout all these different environments? What's like the constant thing that I need mm. as a human being? And I know like industry and all that try to regiment human needs, but that doesn't necessarily always work for us. In fact, it can, it can work to our detriment. So what are those things that really help us feel that nourishment throughout our daily experience our daily living. Mm. And it made me think about there's this TED Talk by this doctor. I'm just going to pull up her name is.
1: What's the TED Talk?
0: About? Dr. Sandra Dalton mm. Smith. And she's talking about the seven types of rest that mm. every person needs. And this is a talk. She also wrote the book Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity. That is on my reading wish list. And she breaks down the seven different types of rest. And that was like so illuminating for me because it just really showed that wellness or wellness is really about taking care of the different types or different aspects of our being that do need that rejuvenation or restoration and being able to identify, oh, this is filling this need. And so Maybe when I am malnourished in this area, I can fill up on this need more and this need less and just find that balance. It takes a, a level of awareness that I would like to just delve deeper into. Mm. Yeah. Right now? Uh, I mean, we can talk about that.
1: We're still trying to talk about how we met.
0: Too. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. We just, we jumped around. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. Well,
1: first episode. Okay. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Don't sue us. Please don't tune us out either. There's a lot of really deep shit that we're going to get into here. Right. Uh, and we've already started it just by being in a relationship with each other. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just growing together and, and, and really focusing a lot on our own dwellness, not mm-hmm. only as a couple but as a business and mm-hmm. helping other people bring it. I mean, we can't sell it unless we embody it, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not that we're selling, but you, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can't
1: pitch it, I guess. Do you want to continue the story?
0: Sure. Can I Uh, Can I throw in my... (laughs) I mean, no, 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 you can. (laughs) No, yes, you can. Yes, you can. So we met during the pandemic.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. We met online and Mm -hmm. it was...
1: For the record, she super liked me. Just throwing that out there.
0: (laughs) Yes, I did super (laughs) like you, but I didn't think you were very serious and you probably weren't very serious. At the time, I don't think I was. Yeah.
1: I really don't think I was. I was fucking around a lot. You know, I wasn't uh, i wasn't very serious about my home, uh, with the exception of my daughter's bedroom, making sure that that was safe uh, mm-hmm. and that she had all of her stuff uh, squared away um, and that she was safe and, and sound and all that stuff, you know, just being a good dad. But I only had her part-time. She lived with her mom for half of it. And so the other half of the time, I would be much less mindful of my surroundings mm. uh, or my dwellings, if you will. Yeah. So I was kind of a wreck. You know, not a terrible wreck when we met, but... Um, I was certainly, there was a big chunk of me that was missing. I really think that, you know, it was a blessing. Meaning it was just, and I felt it right away. Just like, that lady, something about her. I want to talk to her some more. And now I do it like professionally.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't part ways since we met. No, no. Yeah, we started dating like relatively immediately, we went on a first date, and then I
1: think it was like within a week, I was like, you want to be my girlfriend?
2: <laughs> and yes. then you
1: you proceeded to tell all your friends back home, the Snicket's, and your cousins about mm-hmm. it. And then ever since then, it's been pretty solidified. Mm-hmm. And I proposed, what, well, within like four months, I think six months. Yeah. We moved in together, and we were married within two years of meeting.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So...
0: And then I, I wasn't fucking I was, around.
1: I'll tell you yeah. that. I was like, <laughs> nope, she's the one. Let's go. Let's do this. And uh, I proposed even without a ring. I didn't have a ring at the time. Uh, and I'm kind of still shocked that you said yes, considering what a mess I was at the time. But you've always believed in me and supported me and just been a wonderful partner. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing this journey with you. And it's not really about the destination, you know, which is death ultimately, <laughs> but uh, it's about just growing together from Mm -hmm. one day to the next and really just embracing who we are as individuals and who we are as a couple and what we can do in this wonderful, crazy world that we live in.
0: Yeah. I really appreciate our partnership because we really allow each other to grow and thrive Hmm. and be ourselves. And I love that. I think one of the most important
1: things... I love you too. (laughs) I love you too, sweetheart. Uh, I think that one of the most important things that we allow each other to do... Is make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And we do it sometimes, sometimes those mistakes hurt each other, but it's not intentional, obviously. And we try to do it as best we can without judging each other or putting each other down. It doesn't always work, <clears throat> especially on my part. I have a bad habit of judgment, but I'm continuing to grow and yeah. I, I'm looking forward to, uh, to failing more, really, and, and, and just, Figuring shit out,
0: figuring you know? shit out.
1: Figuring shit out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's half of marriage, really, it's, right? It's like eating meals and solving problems.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but and, you and know, a big part
1: of those problems sometimes is what's for dinner, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> but you know, there's also the pleasure of being, you know, with a partner, or even the pleasure of being in relation with other people who you care about. Yeah, there is real pleasure in relationships and interpersonal connection. Mm. And it, it also becomes like a mirror of shit about yourself that you need to address.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's also like a, a mirror in a good way, because like if there when there's good things, the good things become multiplied. Mm. And when there's things that need addressing, they become um, crucial. And so you are able to, like, address them and grow and then multiply the pleasure of being with in relation with someone, which is such a beautiful thing. It's messy and it's also very beautiful, and I I like that.
1: Yeah. There's a saying I heard once. It might have been a meme or a T-shirt or a bumper sticker or something stupid, but it's stuck with me for a long time, and it is. And if you wrote this, let me know in the comments and I'll give you credit. (laughs) But it goes... uh, if a taco can fall apart and still be fabulous, so can you. Ooh, you know? Yes. <laughs> I mean, tacos are delicious, mm-hmm. and they always crumble in your hands. But does that mean that you don't love them? Well, no. Absolutely not. And so people can fall apart a little bit and, and show their weaknesses and, and, and be okay in that space. Like, I recently discovered how to cry mm. as, a, as a fully grown man. Like, that wasn't allowed in my psyche for many years. Yeah. You know? So... So I have another question for you, Ruth, before mm-hmm. we get to the other, the, the three that we're going to ask everybody. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think that you're the bee's knees
2: <laughs>
1: and you are so awesome and beautiful. How is it that you are so attractive?
0: <laughs> That's such a subjective question. <laughs> it's not like a Miss Universe, <laughs> which is also very subjective. Earth, I mean, Earth's the Martians biased. don't even,
1: even participate. You know, I bet the women from <laughs> Venus are amazing.
0: <laughs> but yes, I, I'm attractive to you, which is wonderful. I'm, I'm glad uh, that's not a problem. <laughs> no, no, it's de- it never
1: has been. Uh, I think kind of what I was going for with that, not only just to have a little bit of fun with this and compliment uh-huh. you, but also I think that our attractiveness starts with, like, the way other people see us starts with how we see ourselves and how we treat ourselves. So, like, self-care, self-hygiene. Not letting bullshit get into our minds, mm. that kind of thing. I think that that's besides your gorgeous smile. I think that that was one of the things that immediately attracted me to you. Was just like, bang, she she gets this thing that I'm trying to do, uh, and she gets this like life that I'm trying to live, and she wants it to be there too. And like, that's why I didn't mess around when it came to <laughs> proposing. I was like, no, this is every conversation's great. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I think um, I, I appreciate my upbringing in terms of being allowed to just be myself. Mm. I mean, not perfectly, <laughs> but to a good degree that it, it, it instilled that confidence that, hey, I can just be who I am. Mm. Um, and I, I really like me. <laughs>
1: I like you too.
0: Sometimes I don't like me so much and, you know, I need to work on that. But I know that it's important to like myself. And Mm. I like the parts that are me, that are soft, that bring out joy and positivity. And so I cling on to those parts. And I try to... Like, there was this stranger that I met when I was just... (laughs) I went on my on one of our walk breaks uh, mm-hmm. by myself and I met this person and uh, we got into a deep conversation and, and I, I was like, the, the biggest part of me that I focus on when I'm meeting strangers is how can I help them feel comfortable mm. to just be next to me, you know, just to be themselves and what can I do to accomplish that? Because that's something that I know. I I really enjoy when other people help me feel comfortable around them, so I want to give that to other people, you know, to the extent that they'll respect my personhood and what I'm trying to do in that interaction. So that's nice. Yeah.
1: All right. Any other questions for me before we dive into the <laughs> to the final three that we usually do? You want to give me a curveball?
0: Man, I feel the pressure Idiom. because I I I thought we would just talk about dwellness mm-hmm. and like
1: well dwellness is so many things yeah. that like we can't really i mean th- we're, we're filling up this season pretty quickly mm-hmm. and like i've already got ideas for next season this is episode one
0: right so
1: like <laughs> we, we're we're, we're there, there's a huge volume of work that we can do with this mm-hmm. so we can't pigeonhole it into just one little thing yeah but yeah
0: okay well i i can ask you one question mm. um what do you find restful
1: Boy, you know, uh, turning my phone off is really that's, – that's one of my favorite things. Uh, just mm-hmm. not being able to get – have people get in touch with me. As a realtor and a full-time salesperson for, for many years now, it's been hard to establish boundaries because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to keep chasing that next sale. And uh, when I was early in my career, I allowed people to just kind of walk all over me because I didn't know how to say no. And, and a big part of wellness, like I said before, is learning how to say no. So I think how I find my rest uh, not only by trying to go to bed around the same time, get up around the same time, getting solid sleep every night, um, but by saying no. Being like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm too tired. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm 39 now, so maybe it's just my age showing. But really, uh, saying no to people is, is kind of awesome. Now, that's not to say that I'm going to say no to my clients when they want to go and see a house right. like tomorrow or something like that or on short notice. I'll, I'll do what I I can to make sure that their needs are met because, again, you want people to feel comfortable. You want to make sure that their needs are being met. They're getting everything that they, they want. But at the same time, that doesn't give them the right to abuse you or mm. your time. Right. So, you know, there's, there's, no, there's a saying in real estate that I learned too late, but it's, uh, there's no such thing as a real estate emergency. If the house is on fire, call the fucking fire department. I'm not going <laughs> to go over there with a the hose. <laughs> <Yeah. Right. laughs> so, like, that's, that's kind of where I come out with that. The day is done for me after the last showing. You know, right. that's really uh, how that goes. And I pay close attention to the market and things like that. But I really have to, you have to have healthy boundaries. Otherwise, mm-hmm. people will take advantage of you. Awesome. So hire me as a realtor if you want healthy boundaries. <laughs> if I can do it in my personal life, I can make sure that your lot lines are accurate.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the power of t- uh, going offline is, yeah, is great. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. It's
1: great. I, yeah, I kind of went on a tangent there, but yeah, that's how I find my, find my rest really just, just having healthy boundaries and turning off my phone mm. and having my morning routine and, and spending time in stillness.
0: Word. Word. So, How about you, young lady? Uh, how do I find my rest? I, I think I told you, I love getting a cup of tea. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course. So do you want to launch into those questions?
1: <laughs> yes. It's at this point. questions
0: back and forth. So. mm mm-hmm.
1: At this point in the podcast, we ask every guest the same three questions. Uh, The first of which is, what is one domestic task that you do well? As if there's only one.
0: (laughs) For me, uh, we were talking about this and I said vacuuming. And I I guess I'm going to... No, I didn't say vacuuming. Goodness gracious. I I said said laundry. laundry. I said laundry. I do laundry really well. I know how to take care of clothes, Mm. the different needs for each fabric. Yeah, and I, <laughs> the, the foldings and the ironings. And so, yes. It's I, funny you
1: should say that actually. When we, when I first saw you do a load of laundry
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you were folding my t shirts or whatever t shirts you were folding, you did them in a way that they were like tucked into themselves and like really solid. And I was like, how the fuck did you even do that? Like, I didn't, I, it just it, like never even occurred to me to do something like that. So, you're right, you're excellent at laundry. Um, <laughs>
0: I the, learned that from Vinny, so thanks. Yeah. Thanks,
1: Vinny. <laughs> uh, and a domestic task that I do well is, is a lot of heavy lifting kind of stuff. I'm a fairly big guy. I like to work out. I'm trying to build my biceps even bigger than they already are, which is not very big, to be <laughs> honest. But I have always kind of that, – that's just been a default for me for, for many, many years. Pick mm. up this couch, like can vacuum underneath it, stuff like that. Mm. Or um, like moving. Everybody in my 20s and teens wanted me to help them move. And in my 20s and teens, I wanted free beer, so hell yeah.
2: Right?
1: Yeah, my domestic task would probably be heavy lifting, grunt work kind of stuff. What I am not so great at is uh, the fine details of like a finishing project, but I can do the grunt work. Like if you need a wall painted, I'll paint the wall, just don't let me do the trim.
0: Or a wall torn down. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or a <laughs> That's wall torn be down. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ripping a cabinet off the wall. That, that kind of stuff is really mm-hmm. fun for me and really easy for me to
0: do. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Well, I can't complain. <laughs> I also
1: enjoy vacuuming. Yeah. So there's that too. All right. You want to ask me this question?
0: Yes. One? Yeah. This one's, um, this one's a juicy one. This one's a fun one. Yeah. So if you became a Starfleet officer about to go on a mission for an indefinite period of time, and you could only take three personal items, what would they be?
1: You know, I, I knew this question was coming and I'm still woefully unprepared for it. Let me think here. Um, <laughs> I would probably bring... Well, first of all, rule for this question is your phone is not an object that you can bring with you, okay? Yep. So um,
2: I mean, we're in, or, or we're in like Star a wardrobe. Trek land. Yes, you're in yeah. Star Trek
1: land. The only comm you have is that little thing that they have on, the, on their chest. So what three things would I bring with me? I would probably bring something to remind me of you uh, and the girls, our daughters.
2: So uh, like, like a, a photograph? Like a
1: photograph or even, even like a keepsake or something like that. You know, I might actually bring... What I would probably do if I was going away for an indefinite period of time and I was leaving you three behind me Mm -hmm. is I would ask each one of you to bring me something to bring with me. That's what I would do. So I could have something that you gave me in outer space as I was floating around the world. Nice. And I would see that object and be like, yeah, Ruth really loves me. She gave me this thing. Our kids really love me. You know, I'm thinking about them. I hold it in my hand and I I can feel them. You know, that's, that's what I would do. That would help quell the loneliness.
0: So that's one thing or the three things? That's
1: that's all three things. Whatever you three bring me. One, two, three.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No personal item?
1: Those are the personal items. Okay. I would rather have something from each one of you. So knowing the girls, too, they'd probably give me something cool like slime or like, you know, a stuffed animal or something like that that I can snuggle at night when I'm feeling lonely. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. Nice. How about you? What would you bring?
0: It, It is a tough question, but I... I decided that, yes, one item would be something to remember my family by. So I would make a nice photo album, mm. and I it just brings me memories. What's a photo
1: album? That's, that's in your phone, right? You
0: can't, no, like, like the <laughs> printed one, the old school style. No, I'm joking. Yeah, even like
2: <laughs> yeah, if, like if the, it's scrapbook, all the better, book. so I can
0: put like little mementos in there, yeah. like ticket stubs and stuff. I love scrapbook. Well, I used to love scrapbooking. Now I can't. Uh, well, now
1: there's Pinterest. Yeah, so. there's
0: Pinterest, and yeah,
1: yeah. So <laughs> it's some, just some... not
0: an activity that that I can do at this point in my life. But I would make a scrapbook with pictures. Okay. And uh, the second thing would be my bird of paradise. Of course. That that lady needs.
1: Yeah, so TLC, you need a whole other cabin on the Enterprise can't for that. I can
0: just leave the, her with uh, someone.
1: <laughs> someone meaning me. You don't trust me to take care of her.
2: <laughs> with someone, I don't know who it would be.
0: She she's <laughs> And and I have to have a plat baby. I mean, she's a 6-foot plat baby, but yeah. She's um, getting
1: bigger too. You would need a whole cabin on the Enterprise for yeah, her, I
0: think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah eventually. And um, then the third thing would be a piece of art and one that I really like right now hangs in our bedroom. It's just a print, and it's by Sarah Mitchinson, I believe. Um, mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think she, she's from Namibia, and it's called Reaching Out. And it's, uh, I guess we're going to just throw in an inset, and it's just yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, if you're beautiful. watching on
1: YouTube, we'll throw in a photo of the, of the painting that she's talking about. It's really, I, I know what you're talking about. It's, I love it's it beautiful. because, you know, it's I just imagine, and gorgeous. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she reminds me of the Broke Neck Lady from that thing on Netflix that time, a few years ago.
0: Yeah. Anyway. And I imagine, because, you know, she, she lives in the Namib Desert, and I just, like, the, the picture makes me think of a woman looking up in the middle of a vast desert. Mm. And sometimes it feels that way, and it, I just really connect with that. Um, I like it. So that's what sometimes I you
1: feel like a woman in a vast desert, and you want to be reminded of that, and that's why you are doing that? <laughs>
0: It is inspiring. It puts me in that space.
1: All right, great. Yeah, okay. of looking
0: up at the stars in a vast desert.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Do you want to ask this last question? You want me to?
0: I did the last one, so you do the next one. All
1: right. One. What's one thing that can instantly make your day better? Huh. Tea. <laughs> Tea? <laughs>
0: Tea no i have Kenyan. Like four cups a day. <laughs> have cups lying around yeah. like, oh, that was my morning tea. Oh, that was my eleven o'clock one. Because <laughs> as soon as it gets cold, I just like leave it. I need a cup warmer. But yes, tea. Mm. I love all kinds of tea. Chai is the best. And uh yeah, tea's
1: is- chai is swahili for tea, isn't it? No.
0: Yeah, but it's the way we make it too. It's mm. with the black tea leaves and all the spices, the cardamom, the the ginger. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the thing.
1: For me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: one thing that can instantly make my day better is meditation, really.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, if I if I don't have 5 or 10 minutes to just be still, especially in the morning before my day really gets going, you notice yeah. when I don't meditate cuz I am much more irritable and just just a grumpy guss, just a just a not a nice guy to be around. So, uh, it, it, and it's just five minutes. All it takes is just focus on my breath. My, I have intrusive thoughts, but that's okay. They're just going to melt away and then take the next breath. And it's just, I really feel my soul in those moments. Mm. And living in such a soulless, capitalistic society, I think that that's really important because we, if we lose touch with our souls, we lose touch with our humanity and who we are as individuals. So... For me, it's meditation. I got to do it.
0: Me too. I love it.
1: Yeah. Well, you only get one thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess I can't have tea and meditation. No, you wouldn't.
1: (laughs) I actually uh, often will meditate with a cup of coffee. I'm more of a coffee guy. That's because I was raised with, you know, my my dad was an IBMer that drank like three gallons of coffee a day just to stay awake in front of the computer. That's kind of uh, just the culture I grew up with. Mm. You're much more of a tea-oriented base, so... All right. Podcast number one. I think we got it in the books. Yeah. Any last words, my dear?
0: Or in the airwaves. What we've done today is share a little bit about ourselves, our history, how we met, Mm. and what makes us tick, what inspires us, and what are our deep values, especially around this topic of dwellness or dwellings and wellness. Mm -hmm. I am so excited. I know it's like inside I'm like
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's such a privilege to be able to have a space where I can talk about things that matter to me and mm. things that inspire me so I feel very fortunate to be able to do this and to do this with you so yeah. I'm very excited and happy
1: yeah me too I'm, I'm really excited to get our dwellness on and to help others to do the same
0: Yeah. alright
1: let's do it baby
0: let's do it
1: the dwellness podcast is produced by steinmetz and recorded at dial studio at hula
0: our audio and video production is handled by syntax and motion
1: our audio engineers are wesley davis and will davis our show producer is will davis
0: Intro music is by Sam Barsh and outro by Ian Koloski.
1: Our theme song is written and performed by Ruth and Brian Steinmetz and produced by Will Davis.
0: Artwork and promotions by Snicket's Public Relations. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Steinmetz-BT.
1: Or you can sign up for our newsletter and get insights into our lives at our website, steinmetz vtcom Thanks,
0: Thanks
2: for listening. listening.